Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your sustaining grace. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for your provision. We thank you that you rule and reign in the affairs of our lives. We thank you for the year 2023. We thank you for qualifying us to see this new year. We pray that Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. Truly, we agree with the psalmist in Psalm 3 verse 5 that says that we lay down, we wake up because the Lord sustains us. Let's see how the King James puts it. He says that the verse 5, I lay down and I slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. We are alive to see 2023 because the Lord sustained us. And I know getting close to the end of the year, Almost every service of Christian gathering we go for, we are reminded to thank God. And most often than not, those who lead the prayer sessions would say people died in the year, but we are alive, people are sick, but we are alive and we are in church. And I know sometimes we can get so familiar with this truth. And sometimes, of course, some people like to use the death to scare us. <laughs> but the truth is that we must not get familiar with thanking God especially for the gift of life and for his mercies. We are a product of the mercies of God. You know, one day I was just talking to my friend, it was like, it's interesting how when we were younger, we really don't know about death or we don't hear about people dying. But all of a sudden, at a point in our lives, almost every week, there's a funeral here or there, and we are wondering, ah, where is this death thing coming up all of a sudden? It has always been there. I remember I lost a, a classmate in jail, so that was just one. And I think in SS, I don't remember losing any classmates. But in the university, the numbers began to increase and the consciousness about death comes. And it's interesting how death makes nonsense of everything. And it's it's something that I always try to remind myself that while I have the gift of life, I must work the works of him who ascends me because that's the only meaning to life. I remember last year, a man of God lost his son and the sermon after the incident happened, he made a statement that death makes nonsense of everything. It's like being a grad with someone and the next day you're going to attack the person, how do you be the person owns your money and everything and you go to the house and you tell that, oh, the person has passed on. It's like, ah, <laughs> well, it depends on the amount, though. You may harass the family for it. Or imagine you are bearing a grudge with someone over something very trivial. And not long after you hear that the person is passed on, it, it just makes everything some way. But as long as the Lord is sustaining us, there's a reason why He has allowed us to see another 24 hours. And I want to encourage us to live in the reality of 24 hours. Arrogance things makes us think that we have tomorrow. But the only thing we know for sure is today. And while we are in the day season of our life, let us work for God. Let us fulfill God's purpose for our life. John says that the world passeth away and the last thereof. But they that do the will of God abide forever. It's our prayer that in the year 2023, we will do the will of God. 
Perfect Lord. And as is our custom, we always begin the year with six prayers to pray for the year. And if you have noticed by the title, this year is not six prayers, it's seven prayers. <laughs> six is not enough. So we are looking at seven prayers God wants us to constantly and consistently pray in the year 2023. And it's a very interesting one. So let's go to Romans chapter 6 from verse 1 following. What we are looking at is in the verse 11, but let's just start from the verse 1. There is no harm in reading the scriptures. Paul said, is able to make you wise. So what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live in a new life. Verse 5. For if we have been united with him in death like this, we are certainly also united with him in a resurrection like this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. So before we express faith in Jesus, our body was ruled by sin. That's why we had no other option than to give in to the impulses. So we are slaves to the devil, we are slaves of sin. So, that, so that the body that is ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anybody who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if you have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the death, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but he lives. He lives to God. Our main focus is in verse 11. But Paul was just giving us an insight into how death stops all nonsense. And as I said, that when you are arguing with somebody, you are quarreling with somebody, or you have a grudge with somebody, immediately the person dies. Your grudge is, is just gone to waste. It's the same thing with marriage. Immediately the person you are married to dies, the marriage has ended. So we were in a certain marriage with sin. Our bodies were ruled by sin. We were slaves of sin. But immediately we died with Christ. Sin no longer had rule over us. So immediately a spouse died. The person, the bond, no longer has rule over the person. But now let's look at the verse 11, which is where we want to focus on. It says that in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. But alive to God in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's our memory verse for tonight. Or for this series, we are going to do with a seven-part series. Let's look at this scripture from the King James. You know, as I always say, the King James has a certain poetic tone to it. It says that, likewise, reckon yourself also dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22. 1 Corinthians 15, the verse number 22. And I read, For us in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Just as in Adam all died, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. Our main topic that will be God wants us to pray in the year 2023 is alive to God. God wants us to be alive to him. So Paul is saying that consider yourselves dead to sin, 
but alive to God. And for the next six weeks, so this is their first week, so seven um, episodes, as I said earlier on, we'll be doing a little bit of biology study. And my background is in biology, so pardon me, but even if you have forgotten your integrated science or your combined science, depending on which curriculum you use, this one is at the level that we can all understand. So we'll be looking through what it means to be alive to God. God wants us to be alive to Him. You know, sometimes, I believe you watch movies, maybe somebody betrayed somebody, maybe a friend took a best friend's um, beloved, and the person feels so hurt, and you go like, you are dead to me, meaning that I no longer consider you alive. And God is saying that when Adam sinned, we were dead to God. And one of the things that Jesus came to do was to make us alive unto God. You know that God told Adam, in the day that you eat of this tree, in the day, so the day Adam disobeyed God, he was dead to God. So Paul calls us darkness, calls us enemies, calls us criminals. God did not recognize us as alive. We were dead. We were separated from God. That's what it means to be dead. So when a spouse loses his spouse or his partner, he has been separated by something that cannot be crossed. So we were separated by something that man could not have done anything about. And that is why it necessitated the death of Jesus to bring us back to God. So the question is, what does it mean to be alive to God? And the concept is the same as in biology. What does it mean to be alive? So in every time you are studying biology, whether in the senior, senior secondary school level or in the university, Almost always the first topic you always learn is the cell theory. Whether it's at primary school, secondary school, university, you always learn about the cell theory. And you learn about basically the fact that all cells come from pre-existing cells and the cell is the basic structure, functional unit of an organism and all those things. But the main thing about the cell is that it's the unit of life in an organism. Is the unit of life in an organism. And then when you go to learn about the fact that an organism can either be made up of one cell or many cells. That's the unicellular and the multicellular. But there's one thing that we all learn about the characteristics of life. That there are seven things, according to biology, that an entity must possess to be qualified as alive. And it's the same thing that we must possess for to be considered as alive unto God. And depending on who your teacher was or the school you went to, you will know this acronym that we use to remember the seven characteristics of life. And that is why for this year, it is not six prayers we are praying, but it is seven prayers we are praying. Because each week we are going to peruse the seven characteristics of life for us to know what it means to be alive unto God. So the acronym is Miss Grain, M-R-S, that's the Miss or the Mrs, sorry. Then the Grain, G-R-E-N. So I'm sure by now you are remembering this. And the first M stands for movement. The second one can either stand for respiration or reproduction. Then the S stands for sensitivity. So that's the Mrs, M-R-S. Then the Grain, the G stands for growth. The R stands for, yeah, in the case, either reproduction or respiration. The E stands for excretion. And the N stands for nutrition. So each week, we are going to study some biology. So for those of you who have done biology all your life, you have come to meet it here again. So these are the seven things that entity must possess for it to be alive. And if you study a bit more, 
more into but you realize that not necessarily all organisms exhibit all seven characteristics for example especially when it comes to some unicellular organisms most of them cannot move on their own so most of them they are either found on rocks or surfaces or on water bodies so as the water currents are moving then they move with it but generally all organisms possess all these characteristics even though the way they would exhibit these characteristics may be different for example the most common one is let's say plants and animals for movement in plants it's quite obvious because so in animals it's quite obvious so animals move from one place to another so it's quite understandable when we say animals move but also in plants they move and the movement in plants is called tropism and we have different types of tropism we have the geotropism meaning that the plants are moving towards um, gravity then we have phototropism plants moving towards light hydrotropism moving towards water so these are all ways that plants move and i'm saying that the movement or the way plants move is different from that or the way animals move even among animals we have those that fly we have those that crawl we have those that run we have those that walk however an organism exhibits these characteristics is not the issue but the issue is that they all move they all move so to be alive to god is to exhibit these seven characteristics in relation to god so if you remember the story of the prodigal son after he came home and the father was throwing a feast for him the elder son went and was angry and the father made a statement that everything i have is yours but this your son he was dead but now he's alive what the father was telling the elder son was that the day this prodigal guy stepped out of the house he separated himself from me he no longer existed he was dead but his coming back was like um a tree that has been cut that senses water and is budding again and god wants us to be alive to him in romans 6 verse 11 so each week we'll be looking at what it means to be alive to god and we'll be looking at each and every characteristics of life and the first one we are starting tonight is the s initially i wanted to go with the acronym mrsgr but i said let me just start with the s because i think it's very important and the s stands for sensitivity sensitivity so what does it mean to be alive to god number one, it means you are sensitive to god you can recognize god you respond to the touches and the promptings and the voice and the what again the, the smell of god so as i said i'll be doing a lot of biology i want to just let you know i know small biology so now when it comes to sensitivity in biology is simply defined as the ability to detect a stimulus or a stimuli so an organism's ability to detect a stimulus is simply sensitivity and what is stimulus a stimulus is simply a change in an organism's environment and this change can either be internal or external so for example when you have not eaten in the morning and you are hungry your body has a mechanism that's able to tell you that chale your blood glucose concentration is low you must do something about it or if you are in an environment maybe you are in a compound and you see a lion the presence of the lion in your environment is that change and your ability to recognize that hey 
my environment has changed is what we call sensitivity. So you start immediately you go into a cold place without your your permission. Your body begins to undergo certain processes just to maintain your core body temperature. So for example, you begin to have involuntary muscle movement, what we call shivering. We begin to have what the vascular constriction. We begin to have less sweat, um, less sweat. We begin to have an increase in metabolism. All these things is letting you know that your environment has changed and your ability to detect that change in your internal or external environment is a sign that you are alive. That is why when a baby is born, if the baby does not cry, there's something that may be wrong. So it's, I mean that even crying is a sign of life. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a father yet. So but from what I see, from what I hear, I'm told that if the baby comes and the baby is not crying, they hit it at the back that hey, you must cry. And if and you should you should see how tense the, the, the room is when the baby is born and the baby is not crying. The whole place is tension. Hey, what is going on? So the doctor or the nurse or the midwife, whoever hits the baby at the back, if I'm correct, I think at the chest also to try and open up the lungs. If I'm, if I'm correct, that one is high level biology. <laughs> so what happens is that the, when the baby is able to respond to a change in the environment, because in the mother's room the environment is very different. So immediately the baby comes out into in quotes this harsh world. <laughs> the baby must be able to detect a change in this environment and cry. So when the baby cries, it means that the baby is alive. And God is saying that for the year 2022, he wants us to be alive unto him. He wants us to be able to sense him. He wants us to be able to detect his stimuli in our environment. This is what it means to be alive. Because our success or failure in life depends on how well we can sense the dealings of God in our life. How well you can sense when God God is working inside us and around us. So you see a time came when Paul was being transported, I think, to Jerusalem. And there was turbulence, oh no, the, the, the sea was calm. And Paul and they were deciding on whether the, the sailor and the, the prison guard, the one who was, you know, Paul was a prisoner. And they were shipping him, I think, to Jerusalem. And they didn't want to travel. But according to the Bible in Acts, the Bible said, and the, the master of the ship, if they don't move, they'll make a loss. So because of financial reasons, he wanted them to travel. And Paul told the people that I perceive that this voyage will be of great damage. So they should not go. But the people or the master and the chief, the one in charge of the prisoners, did not listen to Paul. Because as a prisoner, they thought that Paul was looking for a way to prevent them from traveling so that he could escape. But Paul said that I perceive Paul was able to sense danger. Paul was able to sense danger. And when you read the story, after there was a great um, storm, and to the extent that they had, they had to offload everything they had into the ocean, so all their food items and everything, they had to throw them into the sea just to kind of balance the wind. And everybody was scared because Charlie, the wind was boisterous. The Bible said that Paul again spoke again, and he said that he assured the people, and look at what Paul said. He said that at midnight, or it was that. Well, it was that. He said, the angel of the Lord, who I say, came to assure me that we will get to our destination. So the only reason why Paul was so confident in life, it was because he was able to sense when God was speaking to him. 
and that which will make us successful in the year 2023, it depends on our sensitivity to God. That is why Jesus could go into an environment and he could perceive that this is what God is doing. So Jesus could say with all boldness, I only do what I see my father do. This was the secret behind the success of Jesus. He was only doing what he sees his father doing. He only said what he heard his father say. He only touched what he heard his father touch. He only smelled what he smelled his father smelling. (laughs) And this is what made Jesus exceptional. His ability to detect a change in his environment, internal and external. Our life depends on this. So to be alive to God is to be able to sense when God is dealing with you. Because there are so many decisions that we face in the year 2023 that, generally speaking, we will not find the answer in the Bible. There are seasons in your life you don't know whether to stay or whether to go. Let's say when it comes to a job, how would you know it is time to leave your current job and move to the next one? How would you know it's time to hold on or to let go? Because the Bible said in Ecclesiastes 3 that there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time to kill and there's a time to save. There's a time to heal and there's a time to whatever. There's a time for everything. And how would you know which time of life you are in? It depends on your sensitivity to God. How would you know whether to stay in your current workplace or to leave? How would you know whether to fly out? abroad or to stay how would you do and you see if you are going to look at scripture it's going to be very tricky because you see god telling abraham to leave his country and yet you see the same god telling isaac to stay in the land of famine so for example look at the economic situation you are facing in ghana and everybody is looking for a way out your word can be isaac stay in the land and i'm sure many of us will not hear this word from god but it's not that word is not to everybody. For some of us, we are to stay. For some of us, we are to move. So the fact that all your colleagues at work or all your mates are leaving, that is not an indication that you are supposed to leave. How would you know you are supposed to leave? Your ability to detect the promptings of God in your life. Your life depends on this. Your ability to be sensitive to God. Because we will be faced with these tricky questions in the year 2023. You will be faced with the questions on whether to hold on or to let go. Especially when it comes to prayer, whether to just let go. And you see, because Paul was sensitive to God, when he was dealing with the thorn in the flesh, in his flesh, because he was able to hear the voice of God, that said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. It gave him peace and assurance regarding the thorn in his flesh. There are some of our prayer topics we need to stop praying, but we are still exerting ourselves in prayer because we are not sensitive to know when God is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. There's going to be a time whether we are supposed to break camp and advance or we are supposed to retreat. There are several times that David asked of God, am I to go or am I to stay? And you would always meet this question in life, whether you are to go or you are to stay. Your ability to be sensitive is what's going to save you. There's a time you're going to face in the year 2023 where you must see an opportunity that you will need boldness to face. If David did not fight Goliath, he may have never ascended the throne. There are certain enemies we are supposed to fight. And there are certain ones we are supposed to let God handle it himself. 
So even the parable, the one we mostly quote when it comes to prayer and sleep, they will say that while men slept, the enemy came to sow tears among the weeds. And the interesting thing is this, when they woke up the next day and they realized this was happening, and the servants went to their master and they said, Master, shall we uproot these tears? The master said, no, least in removing them, you will also remove the weeds. Let them grow together. How would you know when you're supposed to let things be and when you're supposed to strike Goliath yourself? sensitivity to God. Your life depends on it. And God is saying that in the year 2023, we cannot afford to miss him. We cannot afford to take a wrong step because it says in Isaiah that you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Do you hear that voice? To be alive to God, it means you are sensitive to God. There are times where you should know on the inside that God is dealing with you. But because sometimes we don't know that God is dealing with us, we take a wrong step. And sometimes when you look at the Bible, when you look at people's stories, if they were in our days, we would have called them cursed. The most common one that can come into our head is the story of Naomi and Ruth. Imagine in Ghana, somebody moves from, let's say, Ghana, or let's say from, yeah, from Ghana to America with the husband. Then the husband dies. The two sons dies, die. And this person is coming back to Ghana. Everybody will say he's cursed. And I've seen this thing countless number of times. Clearly at work, I remember one day, I think I shared on this platform, that a colleague was interested in a particular lady. And he heard that the lady lost her husband in a car accident. And he heard that, he heard a funny story. I think the lady was married once. The husband died. I think some years later, um, she married again and the husband died. Then, oh, the guy is cursed. I said, hey, Konimo, if the guy is cursed, then many of the people in the Bible, they were cursed people. But nowhere did they refer to Naomi as a cursed woman. A woman who lost a husband and two sons. Just like that. And sometimes we are so quick to ascribe conclusions or to draw conclusions on matters because we don't know when God is dealing with us. There are certain times in the book of, I think, 1 Samuel, at the time that David was running, I think, away from his son, and there was a guy called Shimsha also, or yeah, Shimsha, who was reading accusations against David. And David's men came to him and said that, ah, why are you allowing this guy to insult you? Is he not a dog? Give us permission. Let us go and cut off his head. David made an interesting statement. He said, let him be. For all you know, it may be God who may have granted him permission to be really insult on me. Your ability to be sensitive to God will determine whether you make it in this year or not. Because there will be so many tricky questions that life will pose on you. There's a time to give and a time to receive. There are certain offers you must accept and certain offers you must reject. There are certain times, especially this is the one most of us don't want to hear. There are several times that God will tell us to bless people's lives financially, but we hardly ever hear this thing. And I'm so happy whenever I hear this thing. It just, I just feel, I remember, I think it was... It was my birthday last year. That my birthday was very close to my birthday. I woke up and a guy, a friend of mine, was so strong on my mind. I was like, ah, this guy, I hear from, no, I, I've been, we have been in touch, like, casually. But and he's a male friend. How will I give a male friend money? So, I think, yeah, I think it was on my birthday. I was thinking about this guy. You know, I remember our last conversation. It's like he was trying to tell me something, but I didn't want to pull further. I was like, if he wants to tell me, he will tell me. So, let me just relax. So, I just said, well, let me send him money. In fact, this happened to me twice. So, I sent the guy money, and he didn't even see the notification. So, I waited for a while, and I called. I said to him, ah, is your, this number number? I said, oh, it's working, it's working. I said, oh, okay. Well, I sent you money. I sent you something, and I have not heard from you. So, you have to check. it. like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, oh, what's up? He said, Charlie, he has lost his job. 
apparently that day was his last day at work the company was working for an international company and the investors said that they no longer have confidence in the Ghanaian market so that day that he was going to work was his last day and he didn't know how he was going to survive and i was like how did how how god does it is just amazing another time last year a friend of mine was doing his phd and he had funding for his research but actually surviving as an elderly person is not that easy so i was just there and i just felt led to send him some money and the interesting thing was that he was going to submit i think um his thesis or something and he needed an amount of money to send and you know mostly by sending somebody money like without sending 100 cedis 200 cedis 300 that kind of thing by sending like a an 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 odd number money let's say i sent him um let's say 63 ghana cedis and like who is asking somebody send a person 50 cedis by sending like an amount like that it was 63 ghana cedis too and when he got the money he was surprised because he was he was really contemplating on where to get money to print his thesis so when the money came it was like those things that we see now there's miracle man and he quickly called me that ah i've sent him and i said oh yeah charlie just okay to me and i sent him money and i was so shocked i think he was in a hurry so it was like he'll call me back later or something like that then when he called me back it was like charlie um i had to present my thesis or my something a project or something and i needed this exact money and the reason why i didn't send that money up to now i have no idea and these are things that God will be telling you in the year 2023. It's not always that you pray for divine helpers to remember you. You too, you are a divine helper. And your ability to be sensitive to the dealings of God is what is going to make you a success or not in this year 2023. And this is what it means to be alive to God. It means your ability to sense the dealings of God in your life. Your ability to sense the dealings of God in your life and God is telling us that in the year 2023 I want all of us to be alive to him God wants us to have ears that hear he wants us to have eyes that see he wants us to have mouth that speaks he wants us to have a skin that is sensitive to his touch because how well this year would go would determine or would be determined by how well we are sensitive to God for Noah he had to build an ark for Moses he had to deliver the Israelites For Daniel he had to be a politician for Joseph he had to be a prime minister but what about for you what is God's concern about your life do you know when God is pruning you the Bible says every every son who God loves he rebukes or chastens do you know when God is chastising you can you sense it can you sense when God is telling you that do not pick this car do not go out go and see this person especially for me but like when it comes to relating with people It's something I try as much as possible to be very sensitive to God because there are certain people you say yes to in your life and it will be a regret and there are certain people you say no to that will also be a regret there's been people that will come your way in the year 2023 and you need to be sensitive to know whether to say yes to them or no to them to be alive to God likewise reckoning yourself dead to sin but alive to God can you imagine how dangerous it would be if you cannot detect when you are hungry so the presence of hunger is a sign that you are alive if you cannot feel that you are hungry you are a dead person only dead people who cannot feel hunger who cannot feel pain who cannot feel joy who cannot feel things so as trivial as feelings may sound or may be feelings is an indication of life and god is saying that in the year 2023 i want you to feel me 
both internally and externally. There are times I wake up and I'm so happy, I'm so joyful. I can just feel that God is smiling at me. And there are times like when I woke up on my bed, I just feel that this guy was on my mind. Why is this guy on my mind? And sometimes it's not just about sending the person money. Sometimes it's about praying for the person. I always give the example, the day my father passed, I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what was going on. And I'm learning from that kind of feeling. Because almost every time that somebody's passing out in my life, I have that weird feeling. It's a feeling that I cannot pray away. I just feel some way. And I'm learning that when I feel that stand away, it's that God is just giving me assurance that the person who is departing, it stands up. And it just gives me a certain kind of confidence and a certain kind of peace that indeed God is ruling and reigning in my life. The reason why so many of us are anxious, the reason why so many of us are in the haste, are impatient, is because we cannot recognize when God is in the neighborhood. Like you cannot recognize when a, when a lion is in your environment or a snake is in your environment, how deadly that would be. And God is saying that in the year 2023, be alive today. So God wants us to constantly pray this prayer. And starting from tonight, we just want to close our eyes and tell God, that Father, may I not miss you in this year. I want to have eyes that see. Jesus said, I do as I see my Father do. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are not mine. They are not my word. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray for ourselves. We pray that in this year, 2023, we'll be alive to you. We pray that in this year, 2023, we will not miss you. We pray that this year, 2023, will be sensitive to you. We pray that in this year, 2023, we can smell your presence. We pray that in this year, 2023, we can detect when you are moving. There's stirrings in our hearts. There's stirrings in our hearts. Something was a man who was stirred whenever it was time for him to go to combat. And when something was stirred, he knew that mm, it is time to go into battle. Father, may we know those stirrings. May we not miss those opportunities that you bring to us. The times we face Goliath and we want to chicken out, may we detect that this Goliath is our door, our breakthrough that we have been praying for. Many of us, we have run away from our breakthrough. Many of us, we have shied away from our breakthrough. Many of us, we have given, we have excused our, ourselves away from our breakthrough because we did not know that this was the hour of visitation. But in the year 2023, we are not going to miss God. We are not missing God. Father, anoint our eyes with eyes that we may see. Anoint our ears that we may hear. Anoint our tongue that we may test, that we may taste. Anoint our nose that we may smell you. Anoint our skins that we may perceive you. We may discern your moves. We may be sensitive to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, that times you are rebuking us, times you are correcting us, times you are drawing our minds to the idle words we spoke, to the thoughts of our hearts. Father, may we not despise them, Lord. May we not relegate them to their background. But we may be subjective to your dealings and your prunings. Times when you are leading us in the paths of righteousness, may we flow with you. Times when you are closing doors, because the one is the key of David. He opens doors no one can close, and he closes doors no one can open. The Bible says concerning Hannah, and God closes the room of Hannah. May we recognize signs that you have closed the door, and may we not be. We will not be against your will in the name of our Lord. We will not miss you this year. Because we know this year we are enjoying your journey like never before. 
Even at this year, we are enjoying the good of the land. Even at this year, our mouth is going to be filled with laughter and we are told with rejoicing. We only can be sweet to you. We know this year we will stay when you tell us to stay. We know this year we will go when you tell us to go. We know this year we will let go when you tell us to let go. We know this year we will hold on when you tell us to hold on. We know this year we will spend when you tell when you tell us to spend. We know this year we will save when you tell us to save. We know this year we will invest when you tell us to invest. We are only doing what we see you do. In the name of our we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit for His ministry now. We thank you that we are made with you because we are going to be sensitive. We are alive to God. Jesus, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm so excited for the day. I'm, I'm, I'm really so excited because I'm alive to God. I am not missing this opportunity. I am not going to kick against the stone when God closes the door. I need to remember that this season has ended. And I need to pray to God because I am missing God. I am missing God. We are all not missing God this year. And you see that the Lord. Thank you for being with us for another year. We are believing God for more grace, for more strength, for more resources, and for more interesting discussions. And we thank you. And remember, regardless of the season we are, we are still giving God our very best. And we are making sure that as long as it depends on us, we are going to go no man after. But we are see you next week and have a blissful year. Bye bye. For your grace